Welcome to the Neurodiverse Love Podcast. I'm Mona, and I was married for 30 years in that relationship for 32, and we didn't find out until our 29th year of marriage that we were a neurodiverse couple. And I've been divorced since 2018, and together we have an amazing adult daughter who is thriving and doing fantastic. And today I have a wonderful guest on the podcast. He is a young filmmaker who is also autistic, and his name is Louis Benis, and he is in Germany. So Louis, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. I am really, really excited for folks to hear a little bit about your journey, your neurodivergent journey, and a little bit about your film, because I think what you have done has been fantastic. I'd really love if you could share, I know you got an official diagnosis when you were 11 or 12. So me, yes. and, you're, and you're 23 now, is that correct? Exactly. Awesome. So I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about what may have made your parents decide to go uh, get the diagnosis? And what was happening in your life when you were a preteen or even a kid that made you wonder, hmm, um, what's, what's happening in my life? Um, actually, I wasn't really wondering about it myself. Like my parents were always like, hmm, something is a bit different about him the way he interacts with people and the way he always has like certain special interests. Like I had interests for a few months and then another new interest for next month. And like, I didn't focus on anything for a period of time. Okay. And I had all those things that most people in my age didn't do. So that's probably where this suspicion came from. Okay. And the doctors always were like, no, 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 it's not autism. And they didn't really want to diagnose it. And uh, it wasn't really until we had a certain person that diagnosed it that is focused on those topics back in 2011 who diagnosed me as autistic, Asperger autistic. So thank you so much for that, Lewis. So what were the things that you weren't doing that you saw maybe other kids doing or your parents saw other kids doing that made them think there was something different about you? Do you remember? Wow, it's so long ago. I'm not <laughs> sure. I think it's probably my ADHD that was pretty strong since my childhood. Okay. And I also had like uh, uh, hyperactive activities. Okay. If you want to call it like that. That was always a big thing probably for me as a kid. Yes. Uh, at least as a teen, I remember I was very hyperactive and uh, probably already in my childhood. Okay. And, and what were some of the like special interests you had that you had for a few months and then you switched to something else? Do you remember? Mm, for example, that was like later in my teens, I wanted to, we had a, um, I don't know the word right now. 
like where you build stuff and or a room for build, for building stuff. Oh, like okay, a, like a workshop, like a nails workshop? and everything. Okay, like a workshop. Or yes, a we had factory. a workshop. Yeah. Okay. And so we had a workshop, and I was always building stuff for months, always in the evening, like very late, almost at night. That's when I was hyperactive, you know. Mm. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sit down and do nothing. That wasn't my type of thing. So that was, for example, a situation where my parents were like, this isn't very common. Gotcha. It's so interesting when we look back and we see things through a neurodiverse lens that we realize not only maybe were we different than others, but some of those differences created almost, you know, genius and abilities to do things in ways that other people couldn't do. Right. And yes. And I know you had shared, Lewis, that I don't I don't know if the word is thesis in in German, but like a thesis here for college you did your thesis on how autistic individuals are portrayed in film. Is that correct? Yes. And so one of your very big special interests is film, right? So can you share a little bit about how that came about? So um, it actually began when I was like maybe four or five. My uh, father had a video camera and I was always like, can I look at this? Can I use it myself you know then yeah. we had like free tv so i watched a lot of tv a lot of movies actually back in the day and i was so fascinated by movies mm. since day one and when i was 12 i made my first short films wow what was it about lewis Uh, actually, I was a big fan of action movies back in the day, and we just did some action short films where we used fake guns and effects and everything. Wow, that's phenomenal. It actually makes me think of my ex-husband because when he was about that age, um, he was working with the kids in his neighborhood making movies. So it's it's quite interesting how so many people who are neurodiverse in a way know what their passion is before anybody else can really identify that it's a passion that it's a gift and that it's a skill that you can make a living at you know yes so that is so awesome so really by the age of four you really noticed there was a fascination with film in your dad's video or camcorder and then you made your first short at 12 And so let's talk about what um, the path was to going to college and having your thesis beyond looking at autistic folks in the film industry and in movies. So did you major in film in college? Um, I did a bachelor, have a bachelor degree in film. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I started studying in 2018. 2018. And you just graduated recently? or you Yes, still... last year. Awesome. Well, congratulations. So tell us a little bit about the thesis and what were you actually looking at? What did you want to focus on? So um, I had a range of topics. I did uh, several. One, 
several theses and uh, you know I just watched a lot of movies at that time about autism and I was like really kind of I felt a bit insulted I, I actually have to say because it was so extreme in its portrayal mm-hmm. and I thought that I just had to write about it since not a lot of people are analyzing it in film school and definitely not in my school. Like there aren't really a lot of autistic people in my film school. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it would be a great topic to raise awareness also. And uh, yeah. Oh, that's so phenomenal. I think, you know, what you said that it made you sad, it makes me sad too, Lewis, because I think that there are so many uh, movies out there that are showing the what quote unquote stereotypical autistic person, you know, the savant like in Rain Man or somebody that has absolutely no social skills and stays inside all day and can't talk to people. So there's these extremes that the world is seeing, literally the world is seeing. And so because of that, people, when an adult or a younger teen is diagnosed as autistic or self-identifies as autistic, a lot of people in the family or friends or even coworkers will negate them or deny, no, you can't be autistic. You don't look autistic. And I think... It's gradually changing, Lewis, and hopefully your generation and my daughter's, you know, generation, she's going to be 26, are helping to change that because there's more recognition and acceptance of neurodiversity with your generation. And so hopefully the generations that follow will also, you know, be moving that along and we'll have more people recognizing that it's not just the outliers. It's a whole spectrum. And that's why it's called autism spectrum. Exactly. Yeah. So, so when you did your thesis, did you look at a certain number of films or how did that work? Uh, yeah, I chose uh, a certain variety of films um, that I have on DVD and analyzed them. That's wonderful. And so what you found was that there were a lot of stereotypes, but you didn't see the kind of autistic person that maybe you saw when you looked in the mirror or any of maybe other friends or coworkers that you know or knew that were autistic. So you decided to make your own film, Lewis, right? Yes. And your film is called in German. How do you say the, the title? Because in English, it's signals. In German, it's called Signale. Okay. So I saw your film on, um, somebody posted it or posted a link on Instagram, on the Neurodiverse Love Instagram account. And I, I watched it. And it's a little over 20 minutes. And I actually sent it to my ex-husband. And I said to him, this film is amazing. I said it could be written about us at 21 because that's when we met. And then I reached out to you and we did a Zoom call and we decided to do this short podcast episode so that you could talk a little bit about the film 
And then I want you to tell folks what your next step is with making it a feature film. So tell me a little bit about the premise of the film. Like, what is the story? So Signals is about a young student called Lucas. And he falls for this classmate of his, uh, Julia. And yeah, it's actually about the challenges he faces along the way, since he has a lot of difficulties in communicating his parents are not supporting him and he has to figure a way out to overcome all those challenges in order to be with this girl yeah and so you take the person who's watching the the audience basically on a journey and i absolutely love the way in which you do it because literally your film could have been directed, produced and acted by any of the top Hollywood stars. I mean, that's how good it is. And I told you that Lewis, I just think you have a gift, but I want to tell my listeners that you absolutely have to watch the film number one, and I'll have a link in the show notes for the film, but also the way in which Lewis, you, you show us, the raw, vulnerable um, way in which Lucas deals with, and it looks like it might be his first romantic relationship. Yes. Okay. And the way in which he deals with it. And I could so relate how my, the beginning of my relationship with my ex-husband went. And he's young. He's probably in his late teens 1819 or maybe even 20 right yes and this this wonderful girl gives him so much space and so much kindness and compassion that i mean it, it brought me to tears i have to say and i'm sure it brought other folks to tears um because i really think what you're portraying lewis is the way in which the world needs to be when it comes to differently wired brains and neurodiversity. What are your thoughts? Yes, I agree. The thing is, uh, Julia is a very, very, uh, let me say that again. Yes, I agree. The thing is, what you just said, uh, Julia is a very compassionate and loving and caring character. And she kind of portrays the ideal person that an autistic person can, you know, fall for since she sees beneath all of the, his, um, all of this difficulties. Right. Like she really sees the person he is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he is, it's so, it's cute and it's, it's a little bit painful because I remember some of these awkward moments um, in my relationship and I, I see him being awkward and asking others, you know, for help or telling them what he's experiencing and them offering help. And then um, the girlfriend you know, making sure that he feels as comfortable as possible, but he's on his own journey. You know, he, he's got to figure out what is going to work for him in a relationship. And I think there's so many other things that are kind of going on underneath these characters, you know, because they both have to learn about themselves. They're young 
and yet they want a relationship with each other and they're still on their own individual journeys, but they're so supportive of each other. I love that. So any other thoughts that you want to share about the short film before we talk about your plans for the feature film? Um, no, no. I just really hope that uh, a lot of people continue to identify with it and that it helps them to understand like how autistic people can feel or think in certain situations. I love that. And romantic situations can be so hard for anybody. But when you don't understand social cues and you don't understand, you know, uh, body language necessarily, and you don't know when, you know, a girl or a guy is interested in you and you're not exactly sure what to do, um, it's cute and it's also an opportunity for folks to learn. So thank you so much for being so, you know, honest and vulnerable with the characters. And I will tell you, the actors were fantastic. And I, I don't think I asked you that. Are any of the actors autistic? No. Okay. Okay. So you, as the filmmaker, you're the only autistic on the on the crew or on the team? And my co-writer, Sören Reinecke, he is autistic as well. Oh, wonderful. So no wonder it made so much, it, it was so true and, and so real. So let's talk about kind of next steps, because I know you want to make this film into a feature film. And so what are your next steps to do that? So um, I'm currently writing a new script about signals. Mm -hmm. It's like an extended script. I want to bring it to like 80 pages so that the final film can be like between 80 and 90 minutes. And yeah, I actually want to um, delve deeper into all the characters, the situations. I want to face more difficulties for the characters. I want to make the characters face more difficulties even more in this story. I love it. I love it. And that, and that is going to be so helpful to the autistic couple, especially the younger autistic um, individuals and the neurodiverse couples who are looking for people that are like them and experiencing the challenges as well as the wonderful experiences they're having. Because I don't really know, and maybe you can tell me because you're the film expert, I don't really know of a feature film where the relationship is like really solid and really loving. And um, I know we talked about Adam being one film, but in the end it doesn't work out. So, you know, it's, it's, it seems to be very challenging when you see a neurodiverse couple in a relationship in film. Yes, absolutely. I also don't really remember a film that features a love story where, you know, it, kind of uh, works out yeah yeah that would be wonderful so i don't want you to give away the end but hopefully it'll have a happy ending and i know lewis you're in the process of raising funds and looking for folks that might want to contribute so if um you can provide me with a link where folks can donate I can put that in the show notes and those that watch the film and want to support you in making the feature film 
can donate to the effort. Absolutely. I would love to. I, I can send you the link. Awesome. Of course, over Instagram. That's fantastic. And so um, I got so excited when Lewis and I talked and I'm putting this out to the universe and I'm sharing this with the audience because I think this will be helpful too. So Lewis and I talked because I have a dream of having a film and it could be a short. I'm fine with that. Um, In fact, that's what we talked about called Neurodiverse Love. And what the short would be about is adults who are the age that my ex and I were when we found out we were a neurodiverse couple. So the couple would be probably in their 40s or 50s and the trials and tribulations that they go through because it's very different than what this couple is going through in signals because they're young. They don't have a lot of life experience. They haven't had, well, he, Lucas, hasn't had any other relationships. And it's a whole different world when you find out as an older adult that you're neurodiverse and you're already in a marriage and a long-term relationship and you have children. So I, I did ask Lewis if he would be interested in doing this. So we are tentatively um, talking about putting this together sometime in 2023, right, Lewis? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so hopefully that will be happening and we'll be able to put it out. And maybe I would love if we could put it into some film festivals and we could get other folks educated and knowledgeable about your film, your current film, Signals, the short, your feature film, Signals. I don't know if you're going to change the name. but then No, I'm not. Okay, so it'll be the signals, short film, feature film, and then in the future, neurodiverse love, which is going to take it to um, a different level for folks that are already in relationship and are older when they get diagnosed. So do you have any other thoughts that you want to share with the audience? Because you and I had a great conversation about your passion for film and kind of where you want to be in 10 years, Lewis, we talked about that. So do you want to share anything else with our listeners about your path and, and what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Um, I would love to be uh, a film director in 10 years. I don't know, maybe make my first real feature-length film for a studio or something. Um, I have a lot of stories that I would like to tell. I, I, I'm a big fan of drama movies. Like, I like... I really love movies where you can have real people, real real situations and uh, conflict and all told in a very honest way. Mm. I think that's really, really interesting mm-hmm. for viewers also. may not be easy to watch because it's kind of tough, you know, mm-hmm. um, since cinema is supposed to be an escape, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth it. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, Game of Thrones was one of the most popular TV shows. I I know you talked about you don't have HBO over there, but Game of Thrones was one of the most popular shows in the last, let's say, 10 years. And there was there was a lot of drama, but it absolutely was not happy ending after every episode. 
Oh, yes. Right. So I think what you're saying is so important. And especially, you know, in relationships where people don't know a lot about themselves or they don't know a lot about their partners, there's going to be conflict, your guaranteed conflict and how you work through it and how you communicate with each other and how you balance, you know, a work life with a family life. All those things are really, really important. And to be honest and vulnerable in sharing those stories is is always to me it's very very impactful it makes me cry it makes me laugh it makes me think and it sounds like that's what you want to do as yes you absolutely <laughs> i love to be moved by movies you know it's so great me too me too so lewis i know you are going to be a big director i know it there's no doubt in my mind i mean you are very skilled in every area of film i i just was so impressed with everything that you were doing and i look forward to working with you so i would love if there's anything that you could have told like six or eight or ten year old lewis knowing what you know now at 23 is there anything you would have told your younger self? Oh, um, maybe it would be like not very too much, you know, since everything is going to work out and everything that's not going to work out is happening that way for a good reason, you know. <laughs> I believe that a lot of things in life happen for a very good reason and everything could be a good opportunity for something else to happen. I so love it. I think this philosophy is very important, especially for young people. You know, you worry so much when you're young. Um, I always do sometimes. And I think we should relax more and just be open for life to happen and take its way, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect. And, and Lewis, I have to tell you, I'm almost 60 years old. I don't worry now, but I did for many years of my life. So I think no matter what age people are, they do a lot of worrying and none of the things that they worry about may ever come to fruition. And so they cause so much pain and struggle for themselves. So I think if you had told your younger self that you might have avoided some worrying and some stress, but now it's an opportunity for you to live that. And you've shared that with others who are listening and maybe that'll help another autistic individual who spends a lot of time worrying about things that they don't necessarily have control over. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yes, I agree. So we're on the same page regarding that. So I would love folks to be able to follow you on Instagram and track, you know, the work you're doing, because I know you're working on another short. It's not about an autistic individual, but another short film. How would people follow you? Oh, they can follow me on Instagram. I'm very active uh, there and on my YouTube channel. Okay. And what is your Instagram handle? Mindmaster. 58. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm going to say it again. Mindmaster85. Okay, wonderful. And I'll put that in the show notes too. And then Oh, you're... wait, sorry. I said the wrong name. It's Mindmaster58. 58. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. And then your YouTube channel, does that have a name too? Is it the same name? It's just called Louis Bernice. Okay. And I'll put that in the show notes. So, any last thing that you want to share with anybody as we close out the episode? Thank you for listening. 
and I really hope that you liked my short film. If you liked it, make sure to support my feature film.